Hello, welcome to Recapping with Delora and Ashley. Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Recapping Podcast. Also, comment, rate, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. We're on all the things. We would love to hear your ratings of the movies and shows we review. Email us your audio file to recappingpodcast at gmail.com and we will play it during the show. Or DM us on Instagram and we will post and read it on air. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you. Well, Delora, how you doing, sis? I'm fantastic. How are you? Girl, I am just returning from a little trip. So I'm excited to be back. You should be better than me. (laughs) And to be getting back into recapping some shows that we love. And this one is one that we've talked about a bit. You had it as a hidden gem, but we also got a chance to talk to one of the actresses, Miss Renika Williams. Yes, that's phenomenal in conversation. Phenomenal. If you guys have not listened, go back and check it out. But we have to now recap the sex lives of college girls. Yeah. 10 half hour episodes, except for episode one, which is about 50 minutes long. Dropped a batch of episodes at a time with the first dropping on HBO Max, November 18th, 2021. In December, it was reported in a parade article that according to HBO Max, the sex lives of college girls is the biggest Max original comedy launch on the platform that year and that it grew its audience over time, reaching new platform highs each week. So congratulations to you ladies. Yes. Congratulations to Mindy Kaling and Justin Noble, the executive yes. producers and creators as a season fans. two has been confirmed. Amazing. All right, Delora, quick summary. Four roommates navigate their new freedom on the prestigious campus of Essex College. As I mentioned, executive producers and creators, Mindy Kaling and Justin Noble, no big deal, cast Aaliyah Chanel Scott as Whitney, Renee Rapp as Leeton, Amrit Kaur as Bella, Pauline Chalamet as Kimberly, Gavin Leatherwood as Nico, Renika Williams as Willow. Yes. James Morrissini as Dalton. Miss Sherry Shepard as Senator Chase. Yes. Betty as Travis. Midori Francis as Alicia. Christopher Meyer as my favorite, Kanan. Ilya Paulino as Lila. Sierra Cato as Evangeline. Connor Donnelly as Ryan. Miki Leeper as Eric and Lauren Spencer as Jocelyn. Reviews, Rotten Tomatoes, 97% critic score, 73% audience score, and 65% of Google users gave it a thumbs up. Delora, what is your grade for the Sex Lives of College Girls, season one? Season one. So. I remember watching this show because I needed something to watch and I love a good half hour comedy. And <laughs> for anyone listening and don't know, Ashley and I love a good high school moment, a good college moment. 
and we really enjoy Mindy Kaling's projects. So I was like, okay, let's try this out. And this was at the beginning before the buzz, you know, was built up. We were still, they were slowly releasing the episodes and I got hooked. I will <laughs> say in the beginning, it was hard to read the show. I was like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't feel or understand the tone of it all. But by the end, I was such a fun ride. And of course it was one by Hidden Gems. So I, I give this project and a plus we talked to one of the stars of the show. <laughs> so like, what do I look like? <laughs> What about you, Ashley? All right. So I give this show an A as well, because obviously we got a chance to talk to Miss Renika and really get that behind the scenes insider info that we love so much. But also yes. in another parade article I read, Mindy Kaling said of this project and Never Have I Ever on Netflix, that one thing that a lot of my shows and projects have in common is young women who have big personalities and big ambitions. And I love mm. that. Like, yes. I didn't always agree with these characters' choices. Girl. And I, I don't really need to. <laughs> Because yeah. it's all about seeing how these young women navigate those really important college years where you're discovering Absolutely. a lot about yourself, what you want. And I love and we love to see women in expansive roles unapologetically being fully human. Yes. And the messiness that comes with that. So for that reason and my overall enjoyment and the fact that we love Miss Renika, this Absolutely. show gets an A from me. I don't know if you all could tell from that in conversation, we were beyond geek to talk to her because <laughs> season had wrapped. It, it just dropped and wrapped. And we, I know me, you know me, I get so excited. I can hardly contain myself. It was just, it was amazing. And I can't wait to talk about it. Absolutely. Well, spoiler alert, guys, if you have not seen this, what are you waiting for? Go ahead and turn this off and cut on the show. But let's get into the good, good of the series, Delora. So it's college days, as we've said. Students are being dropped off by their parents for the start of the year at Essex College in Vermont. Our core cast consists of Kimberly, Bella, Whitney, and Leighton Roomies. Whitney is a soccer player and the daughter of a senator played by Miss Sherry Shepard. Bella is looking to live her best life thanks to Accutane, Botox, and LASIK <laughs> and joined a prestigious comedy magazine, The Catellan. Kimberly wants to embrace diversity and pop her and her high school boyfriend's cherry. <laughs> and oh, Leighton, nice. Leighton is a legacy and was not happy as she was planning to live with her besties, who she thought was her besties anyway, from high school. Their parents all had various responses to their kids leaving with Kimberly's dad probably taking it the hardest. I mean, he was inconsolably shaking as he left the university. Are there any memorable moments from college drop-off for you when you started school at Bowling Green freshman year? Absolutely. So I remember it was cloudy. It was overcast, um, rainy. I don't remember if it was cold, but it, you know, it was summer in the summer. I remember my parents dropping me off and um, leaving no tears or anything like that. 
but what I will say is my dad told me later and my sister that my mom was unconsolable on the way back home and that so you know how you know songs and smells help you know remind you of a time well for me it's breakaway by freaking kelly clarkson (laughs) and so whenever i hear that song i immediately go back to college drop off and you know i get emotional like i spread my wings and i I do what it takes till i do a girl bop okay so Yes, that's what I remember. How about you, Ashley, at Girl. the great right state? Man, I wish I had such a vivid recollection. This is why I probably need to journal more so I can go back <laughs> and have better <laughs> notes of these moments in time. But I definitely remember, I mean, my mom was definitely there. What's funny is I feel like I was always like in school, so ready for the next stage. So I remember going and being so ready for college. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm ready for this next step in my life. Let's go. So I lived in the honors dorms at Wright State my freshman and sophomore year. Teresa, again, if you guys have not, let's start in conversation with Teresa Snyder. Teresa was my freshman college roommate. So I remember meeting her. Um, I had a couple of sweet mates. So it was almost a similar setup to these ladies with four girls sharing a bathroom, but we, I didn't talk to them as much as like our core four do, you know what I mean? So I just remember. I never had a sweet life. I I only had had the one room with the bunk beds and the common bathroom. Yeah. I thought I would never be able to do it. Never would have made it. I never thought I could make it. Um, But yeah. Yeah, we had a suite, but again, it was separate. Me and Teresa had our room. Then there was the bathroom we shared with the two uh, ladies who were right next to us. So mm-hmm. we didn't communicate, but we knew who they were. There was conversation. And then one yeah. of them was from my high school. So I just remember being eager. I remember being like, okay, let's get this ish done. Let's see what this college life is about to be. Yeah. And then I have not found out till now, like as an adult, that my mom was definitely really, really sad. Like she, I never saw her shed a tear, Yeah, but she was like, you know, you were, you were my baby. Like you were the last to leave the house. So it was definitely yeah. that moment of like, oh my God. So I think everybody think has it. that. Yeah. Um, for my parents, she went off to college, made a very significant relationship with my father, David and I are Falcon flames. So it, it is, a major step when you go to college like you not to say you're gonna always find love but something major is gonna happen and your life is not gonna be the same oh I mean it's <laughs> pivotal these are pivotal years right the I want to ladies- shout out my hall too shout out Cole Hall and then the rest of my years were at Harshman Brownfield I just wanted to shout that out oh uh Harsh it was Harshman, Anderson, and Brownfield. So yeah, out. see, I left campus after sophomore year. I had to go. All right. The I was ladies, advisor, but that I know you were. And anybody. I'm going to ask you a question about that <laughs> in just a few. The ladies are all navigating the start to their college experiences. Whitney makes a friend on her soccer team. Huh, Miss Willow, what do you know? Play bar girl, Renika. And she's also become very friendly with her soccer coach, Dalton, as in she's in a full-blown relationship, who she had no idea was married until she ran into him and his whole wife. 
Leighton tries to make nice with the roomies by buying their love in the form of iPads. Because again, she was not happy. She was rude to them when she first moved in. She came in like, "Mm -mm, this isn't going down. What, you know, this is a mistake. Uh, To secure a spot in the Catellan, Bella gives hand jobs to multiple members because she's all about sex positivity, Delora. Kimberly struggles to befriend her co-workers, Kanan and Lila, in some awkward, at times racially charged exchanges that they turn into jokes. Because what else are you going to do when somebody's coming at you talking about, I'm so happy to make my first Black friend, right? Girl. <laughs> she also gets dumped by her not Sean Mendez looking boyfriend after they had sex. Let's be clear. Girl, when they did that, I was like, y'all are wrong for this. It mm-hmm. was more, it was giving me more Robin Williams. I'll just say that much. Now that I would take if it weren't an insult to my guy, Robin Williams, because no, sir, you were trash. You know why I was saying I know, it. I know, I know, <laughs> but I don't even want to, I don't even want to do that to we Robin Williams. We don't have Williams. to go there, no. Because Robin Williams was so lovable and this, and this young man was not. The ladies attended their first college party together to end episode one, hosted by Leeton's beautiful brother, because they like to refer to Nico as, you know, jaw dropping. Uh, but Nico. is he not? He's beautiful. <laughs> Definitely he beautiful. He rivals another love interest on Never Have I Ever that the main character gushes and loves up on. So that's what he reminded me of, I guess. You know, to he's say from the Sabrina, least. the remake. Not remake, but the reboot. The real. Remember, I didn't make it far. I didn't make it Wait. far. I told you I, it was too demonic for me in the sense of the way they would just hell the dark underlord just at a whim's notice I'm like I need holy oil Jesus I need you like, yeah we're keeping bright here <laughs> we, did, we didn't make it far with all of that nonsense either over here okay I don't need that energy in my house but back to Lee's that brother. Part. yeah back to Leighton's beautiful brother uh again this is a frat party and Leighton ditches because she's got a secret she's keeping she likes women give me your thoughts to wrap episode one and did you feel like you related to any of these characters more than others as we're kind of getting into the series honestly no I didn't really relate to any of the characters I think the closest would be you know Whitney and Willow's relationship finding the black girl in the group (laughs) I'm trying to find some camaraderie there uh, because that's what happened to me and my girlfriends. Shout out to Kristen. Shout out to Aaliyah. Shout out to Shayna. You know, you kind of you kind of try to find yourself in a crowd and do the nod, you know. <laughs> but um, they were all very different. I'm not going to lie. Bella's sex positivity was a bit of a challenge for me, uh, especially for her reasons for doing them. You know what I mean? I, and, and, but hey, if you're going to do it, you better get something out of it, I guess. Right? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I didn't, I who, who would sign up for that? I don't know. It's anyway. all sexual experiences at the end of the day are some form of an exchange, but this was, this was a different, this is a different level, right? Yes. Yes. Um, Leighton was a bit difficult to like as well. She, it took a moment to tolerate her but Mindy likes writing that character because she did it on the Mindy show too I forgot the doctor's name she came in in a later season but she was very very 
put together very dry but at the end has some type of harder heart of gold but yeah it was you know and Kimberly god bless her heart you know (laughs) (laughs) how about you I definitely cannot say that I felt like I related to any of the uh, characters, but I definitely enjoyed the diversity that we got within the characters. You know, Kimberly Mm. was so like wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, I'm getting out of my all-white town in Arizona, let's meet some people, let's do some things. Um, But she had a sweetness to Kimberly that I really enjoyed, right? She was such a good person at the end of the day. Her intention was never, you know, bad. Uh, Bella definitely was a lot for me when we first started because I'm like I've never met a woman like you before not that I am judging you for it I've just never met a woman who's like lift up your shirt so I can see those abs like just at a whim you know what I mean but but I again going back to my initial statement I love these ideas of women being able to be just as ridiculous as men get to be because we've seen this male character how many times through Ooh, yeah. so many films through so many college Shallow movies hell comes to mind randomly I mean I'm thinking American Pie like you yeah. know Stifler like you know what I mean like there's so many times guys get to be this ridiculous so I love that we have this in Bella where she's like listen I used to be uh nothing in terms of like social status I am cute now I got this body together let's get some dick you know what I'm saying like I just <laughs> <laughs> yeah it kind of is like that that nerd in high school who has like the money now and he wants all the girls right exactly or the prestige right like he's reached some level mm. of like yes. power that he can wield with women so I, I appreciated that and then to your point Leon was hard for me because she's not only uh kind of a bitch she's privileged so the privilege part of it is like, mm, can I really feel that bad for you, Leighton? But I think yeah. her her heart, as hard as her outer shell was, I, I, I was very curious to peel back those layers. So I'm like, there's always a reason people are that kind of hard on the outside. And as we saw, it's because she has this secret she's trying to keep from everybody. And then Whitney is my girl. Like Whitney is my home girl. You know what I mean? That's Absolutely. the friend that I would gravitate towards as black women, obviously, you know, there are a myriad of reasons, but she was also probably just for me, the most kind of like laid back and relatable of all the girls. So, you know, I love me some Whitney. Yeah. I was really surprised because she didn't come off pretentious having a whole entire Senator as a mother. Exactly. Because at the end of the day too, I think probably the fact that she's black and a woman and all these things it still keeps you oh probably a little more humble than possibly some other folks who, when they find themselves in that position tell that to carlton in this <laughs> bel-air reboot well, okay? and, well you know i haven't got a chance to watch because i don't have peacock but i will say i mean carlton's still a man so girl I only watched the free episodes they had available. So Peacock, if you want to hook us up, we're available. (laughs) All right, let's move on to episode two, Dolores. The first day of classes in Kimberly, who was valedictorian of her high school, that I can relate to, feels out of depth with her French class and is even advised by her teacher that is too advanced. Valley Victoria? Yes, girl. I was Valley Victorian of my what? high school. I sure was. Shout out to Metaldale, class yes! of 06. Okay. No idea. I sure so was. here's the deal. I knew you were smart, of course, Abby. <laughs> um, but I had no idea. I'm very, I'm not to say I'm not impressed with you, but I was like, 
you always tell me you find something new about me on these podcasts. This is very eye-opening. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm so glad to drop some new knowledge for y'all today. All right. Again, too advanced and she needs to drop it. Did you ever have a moment like that in the transition from high school to college of kind of like filling out of your depth? No, but <laughs> I did not enjoy all the reading. You know what I mean? And I was not valedictorian, uh, but I'm also not dumb. I just, I was busy. You know what I mean? Uh, and I was, that, that was the case for college as well, if that makes any sense. But thankfully, no, no, I, I doubt it for you. But how about you, Ashley? Oh, no, I actually really could relate to Kimberly on this because when I got to college, I started out as a chemistry major because I wanted to become a pharmacist. So nice. those classes coming from high school to college was definitely a different level, even calculus. Like I had just taken calculus, but high school calculus and college yeah. calculus are two very different yeah. things. I actually enjoy calculus. But I was determined never to take uh, chemistry in college. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I love chemistry. I, I am a bio. Give me uh, uh, the the geo. What is it? Uh, is it geography or whatever? Um, I'm forgetting the, the course name, which I actually took. You want to know what's funny? I, I want to give this little tidbit. It started in college and I still have it as an adult. A reoccurring dream that I show up to my science class is always a science class and I show up apparently on the last day where there's an exam but I had never been there before mm -hmm. and I'm panicked and I was like well did I drop it should I have dropped it I didn't know I had this class and and I don't know how the dream ever ends but it's like always that panic that I'm showing up to class and something big is happening and I am unprepared I have that same dream. I think for anybody who probably <laughs> like you did well and you wanted to do well in school. I, I mean, I still have them to this day as well. Like, I think there's just something about like that performance anxiety or something that kind of yeah. sticks with you. And in school, it's just so palpable because yes. it's like you live and die by your tests and by your, your papers. I literally just said this the other day. I said, I would love to go back to school as long as I didn't have to do the work side of it. Like as long, if I could just go and learn literally, yeah. Um, just attend classes that would be excellent but I do not want to take any more tests I do not want to write another freaking paper and I love you know, to write papers but no I'm it's done. so funny because I'm willing because like, I hated econ in school but I'm so fascinated by it now and I'm like I want to do over but for me I wouldn't mind taking an alone class like I don't want the pressure of like following a program or you, you understand what I mean? Like, I just want to take so, solo classes here, solo classes there. Because you know? also, I honestly don't think it's the best way for people to learn because then you just memorize material versus yes. really getting to absorb it and understand exactly. it because you have that performance pressure side of it. So let's move on to Bella. Bella's hand jobs come back to bite her in the ass <laughs> when it creates... <laughs> when it creates an enemy out of one of the other female Catellan members. Do you think Bella was, I mean, we already talked about the sex positivity side, but was she careless in her approach? Because this, you know, Evangeline, this other female Catellan member has supported her submission and everything. She was like, I supported you. And then come to find out you were giving hand jobs to my boyfriend. So did she think this through? 
absolutely not. <laughs> That's part of the reason why I was so annoyed with her decisions. I, or I, I should say I was challenged by her, her actions. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it's just not, I was never that reckless as you know. <laughs> so I'm just like, I, I wish I were now, I guess. Not, oh no, not in that way. You want to be giving but, six hand jobs in the back room? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's the, you know, to every, you know, action, there's consequences. And I would rather be on the girl side than be the girl that, you know, for me, I, I think what I hate it most is the potential of men objecting her and not valuing yeah her for her work and for who she is but what she can do for them sexually. That's the biggest issue I have with that. I think that was Leeton's kind of concern too when she came back and talked about it was the fact that, you know, these guys still may see you as, you know, this sex object versus being someone who got in on your own merits. That was one side of it. And then this is the other side, right? Which I think was a good lesson though for Bella to learn because yeah, when you especially engage in sexual activity with people, and you don't, there's no, there's no understanding about anything, then these ramifications may happen. But I love that Bella was always straightforward about it and always took accountability. Like she didn't shy away from this young lady. She had the conversation and I respected that so much about Bella. She actually said, that's a great point. As much as she, uh, is like going through puberty almost when we're seeing her in this her energy is infectious like I love this actress her energy is so infectious in this series what you think about the naked party because I read that this was something that Justin Noble actually did uh when he went to school (laughs) so what'd you think you know nothing surprises me for very old colleges Mm -hmm. and what they do for fun quote unquote you know, I don't know if VG has something like that. I doubt it. Okay. Um, but we're new to the game compared to, you know, Sussex is supposed to be up there with like Dartmouth where Mindy actually went or Harvard, Yale, what have you. And they're into some really weird shit. Okay? <laughs> Skulls. You remember the movie Skulls? Like yes. secret societies and yes. all this craziness. Like absolutely. These East Coast elite schools. I could totally see these things, but I would not have attended a naked party as a freshman. I was not that comfortable I in my skin I was not that comfortable, whatsoever. As a, as a freshman, no. And my no. body was banging. So I'm like, <laughs> what was your problem? Anyway. Yeah. Episode three, Leeton has really been struggling with keeping her sexuality hidden, not wanting to be labeled as other, as she put it, and lashed out a bit violently at the end of the last episode. She's in trouble though now, underage drinking, destruction of campus property. She tried to bribe the president with $2,000 saying, oh, my mom will go up to 10 and instead is forced to do 100 hours of community service at the campus women's center. Did you feel this punishment fit the crime and did her entitlement bother you? It was the audacity for me. (laughs) I just was like, yo, this is what we're doing. Okay. And I I wish I could look at things more like that, but I... (laughs) I am slowly unlearning a lot of things, but I just can't believe she really thought, but hey, 
her parents already bought the library so technically it wasn't necessarily out of the question i mean we have plenty of people getting paid plenty of universities getting paid by wealthy people for their kids to attend so, yeah. I mean, I think she's just mimicking a pattern of behavior she's seen. So it didn't I mean, even. They, they call that out throughout the uh, the season. <laughs> they were like, is this what all rich people do with white collar crimes? You just already know what to do. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. They didn't shy away from the humor of it whatsoever, which obviously it's a comedy and it's Mindy. So we expect it. But I will just say like, I, this is, I was like, you're such a product of your environment and of your parents, obviously that you would go into the president of the university's office and think you could just offer him some money. So your point, the audacity, but I didn't think, I did not think that she should have gotten like suspended or expelled for this. You know what I mean? So I was like, community service makes sense. You need to have yeah. some type of consequence. So let's move forward. Unfortunately, Whitney is back to banging her coach who even drops the L word right after a call with his wife, AKA honey bunny. He takes Whitney on a proper, I put it in quotes, date which was a love and basketball movie night out in the woods. She described it as a single best date she'd ever been on. He shows her a text to his wife about needing to have a serious talk once he gets back home. But once he gets there, he tells his wife, oh, that was meant for another coach. Obviously, shitty situations, Laura. But my thought, especially on my second viewing, was would Whitney have been fully prepared if he had actually left his wife? She's a freshman in college. Oh, that's an excellent question yeah that's a great point and I highly doubt it because I think (laughs) I think there's a reason why she probably dated him in private not to say that she knew about his marriage by any means but there's a level of freedom you kind of have right (laughs) with people's perceptions I should say so I don't think she would be ready no but I don't, I, I don't did not like him either. It's just like, and, and it's like, really, really Whitney is, is he the hill you're going to die on? No. But you know, so many times once those body parts start touching the mental goes out the window. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The mental goes out the window. Um, this is where I want to get back to you being an RA, the smelly fridge in this episode in the girl's room. Was this a thing? Was this a problem that some people had in the dorms? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Wow. It had to be maybe my junior year. I had singles at this at this point. I was the only RA, mind you, in Bowling Green that had my same room for three years in a row. That never happens. I was an RA for most of my college career. And I was a leader, but you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn. Anyway, <laughs> I, w- I was the chair of RA of all the RA council and all that. Anyway, I had singles, which meant no roommate drama, thankfully. So I thought, oh, this is great. You know what I mean? I'm not dealing with freshmen, you know, living with people they don't know for the first year or them finding themselves in the first year. Because when I tell you, I have met freshmen who were you know the cute girls in high school and they get to college and by second semester they only wear sweats or the the people who get their first tattoos or you just see a 180 by second semester when it comes to freshmen anyway I had upperclassmen also 
And there was this one room on the end of the hall. And it was notable because it was the room that you went up the stairs and to enter the hall, it was the first few Mm. rooms that you passed. That smell just hit you in the face. You could not, you could not avoid it. And we were like, what the fuck are you doing in there? And she would microwave fish. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. That is a no, no, even in the workplace. Do not bring fish leftovers and microwave them in the break room. Nobody wants to smell that shit. Ashley, it was so bad. It was like an event when we finally, we had an intervention. Wow. I was Whitney in this scene too. I'm like, I am not going to be known as the smelly room. Like that's not what's happening here. And what didn't help was the girl with the smelly room was the type that you would not be surprised that she had a smelly oh, room. Oh, no, nope. That's terrible. Awful. Mm. But the, you know, everybody's anonymous right now, unless you know, if you know, you know, you know. <laughs> but it was, it was a moment and it happened for several weeks because at first it was like, what, wait, what's that? And then it was like, what is going on on your floor, Delora? And I'm like, yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. Cause mm-hmm. I have no idea. <laughs> Having the stage interventions for smelly refrigerators. God bless. Episode four, Whitney and Leighton get an invite to a sorority pre-rush brunch. While Leighton was turning a lot of ladies off by trying too hard, Whitney was loved, though she was not very impressed. I've never considered joining a non-Black sorority. So as Whitney says when they arrive, this is some get out shit right here. Exactly. And the damn- That was one of the funniest lines too. I loved it. And the damn Ashley's, you know, I felt some type of way. I'm Ashley, but it's A-S-H-L-E-E. I'm Ashley, but it's A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. Oh my God. I it was like rude. an episode of The Bachelor. <laughs> or it's like an episode of Recess. Remember the Ashley's yes. was a click? This yes. is why I have said you on have this podcast click? many times, I do not like my name. No. Because I don't gravitate to other Ashleys, okay? This is not a thing for me. Anyway, what do you think about Essex sorority life with this little glimpse we get? It seems atypical. Like, you know what I mean? Like, at least like what I would envision for white sororities. Again, if this had been a black sorority, no, totally different scenario. Totally different. Absolutely. And honestly, I am, I am also me, find me. And yes, neither of us are sororers. No, so. um, but I will say I had never considered a non-black one just because the divine nine, they're the, the divine nine. Exactly. They're, what is are you not, you know? Yeah, and neither of us went to HBCU. So we're that not part, saying this as like, oh, part. we went to historically black colleges. No, we so were in the Midwest. Yeah, we, we went to predominantly white universities and institutions. Yeah. It just still, it never registered for me, never. And I will say, if I went to an HBCU, I probably would could have considered. I mean, oh, yeah. I, the energy, the the history. Yeah. They probably could have gotten me if I had gone to Spelman. Yeah. yeah. They probably could have gotten me, you know. Um, Kimberly joins Bella for a Catellan alumni event. But unfortunately, the comedian Bella was excited to meet publicly embarrasses her. We shouldn't meet our heroes, as they say. Right, Delora? You know, I've been blessed to have great interactions that's all I gotta say to that. <laughs> I 
as you've mentioned, you've gotten to meet some some greatest of all times out here. So definitely unfortunate. Leeton still trying to fit in has sex with Corey, a friend of her brother's. I was going to say hashtag trust black women. No, I'm just like <laughs> there you go. While Whitney's secret with her coach is outed when Willow spots a shirtless pic in her phone. Episode five, Kimberly's somewhat flirtatious relationship with Leeton's brother, Nico, who has been tutoring her in French, takes a turn when he does a post and delete on a little comment under a pic of her in that little black dress from the Catellan event. What an era we live in, Laura, where people make moves virtually. Would you, if you were single, shoot your shot over social? Yes, I would. Why not? We're all on social media. Why not? Especially, especially like with Twitter, like I find myself liking certain people's comments and things. And if you like what they post, I will say I posting selfies can be a little bit exhausting. I'm not really big into that. That's the one thing that I'm glad I'm not a part of. Like, look at me. I'm cute. Look at me. (laughs) Or I I love, I saw one post of somebody, it was like a dinosaur, but it was like showing like from the back. And it was like, this is all the IG models talking about, (laughs) oh, it's sunny outside. (laughs) But Uh, you just showing your whole ass thirst trap but exactly but yeah it's it's the games I was never really great at games and I think that's probably why I married my husband because he was very straightforward he's like you know what I mean it's like again we either in or out what are we doing you know so I mean especially the last couple years too we've been in the pandemic it's like how you gonna meet people either you're on the dating apps or you shoot your shot over IG you know what I mean so what are the alternatives you know but um the ladies from the women's center join Leeton at a theta frat party to test their theory that frats are horrible and need to be shut down she unexpectedly connects and hooks up with Alicia even stays and spends time after progress one of the Catellan editors, Ryan, claiming to just want to give some feedback and notes on Bella's work, pops on some porn when they are alone saying he just wants to show her a funny video. Bella looks on startled and confused, thought perhaps she'd missed something. Whitney, attempting to highlight the discrimination between treatment of male and female college athletes, accidentally films some of the guys nude in the locker room and gets a two-game suspension that her mother hops on a video chat to overturn. Coach Dalton ends up dumping Whitney by the end of this episode. Now he's so worried about the fallout if they were to be caught. First question, was this an appropriate use of the Senator's power? And second, what the hell did Whitney see in this man? (laughs) Ashley, when you have power, you willed it. (laughs) No actions no action is too small why not why not it's her daughter so that part that's my that's what I was thinking as I I was watching it I was like one could think oh she's abusing the power of a senator because she knows that there's a level of influence that comes with that but this is also her child so what else are you going to do whether she's a senator or not she probably gonna hop on that call and try to have a conversation exactly and I mean did Whitney deserve her suspension probably but because at the end of the day she was not careful yeah she was reckless yeah she was reckless good she was trying to make a great point I was I was gonna say her intentions were definitely there but you know mistakes were had 
Uh, what did she see in, in Dalton? I don't know. I'll just those body that. parts. Like I said before, those body parts start touching and sometimes the mental goals. But I also wonder, do you think, because remember she talked about it early in the season where she said, I don't like boys, I like men. So yeah. do you think this was her test and flex of like, I'm a grown woman. I can do whatever <laughs> I want, whatever it is. That's a great point. Possibly, you know, she, again, power. She probably was like, um, my divine parts can catch men. Of course. Mm. Why would I not? Why would I not check this out? See where it takes me, you know? Because it's not like women, we don't have ego in some ways as well. Like there's still Mm. a cachet almost to, certain things absolutely and bagging this grown-ass man to some women I'm not saying that this is Whitney I'm mm-hmm. saying to some women to you know that would be a little bit of cachet they'd be like oh you still messing with that little boy <laughs> sis exactly you're cute she thought she was cute when she said that too I'm like okay he obviously is still emotionally immature but that I digress and, he, and he's and he's a scumbag <laughs> he's full cheating on his wife okay anyway we'll get back to Dalton though it's episode six and his parents weekend and the students are all keeping some level of secrets our core four decide to go to dinner together with their parents and let's just say it was not smooth you have Senator Chase and Leeton's dad clash politically and really in every other way Leeton's mother is inappropriate with her son Nico and gets read for filth by Leeton in the bathroom. It was yes. nice to see that she does not reserve her um, tongue <laughs> for anyone. She like, mom, even you can get yeah. this smoke, okay? Yeah, yeah. Whitney's but dad. Her family, her family unit was very cold. Very waspy. Oof very waspy yeah except for the fact that she again she will tell you about yourself if she feels so inclined right traditionally it would be kept yep (laughs) buried yeah or (laughs) or you know once mom has had a few too many that's when all of the real comes out coming out it's giving me big little lives Whitney's dad left her hanging and everyone hungry with a no-show, which kind of bothered me because that whole idea of a Black father who's not present was upsetting. That part. Bella's lies of studying neuroscience are exposed when her supposed biochem professor outs her as a fake student. That was kind of funny, actually, because he was like, listen, I pride myself on knowing my students and you are not one of them. Like, I'm not going to lie for you. The... (laughs) the extent she was willing to go for that lie the safe face and Kimberly embarrasses her mother by taking Leeton's credit card to pay Kimberly and Nico sealed the deal to end this particular episode episode seven Kimberly and Nico agree to keep their multiple hookups a secret from Leeton. <laughs> they went a bit overboard with Kimberly jeopardizing her academic future and almost having sex on her econ professor's desk. Speaking of econ, how do you feel about friends and siblings touching body parts? You know, I never had to deal with that, uh, you know, <laughs> because I have a younger sister and 
and she's she's young enough to where she's not really in my circle so <clears throat> with Layton and Nico being so close in age I think the likelihood is is greater right I don't know I especially with it being her roommate you definitely don't want the drama right I don't know I I, I don't really have much of an opinion about it what about you I think that it would have been weird if I had had a girlfriend who dated my brother at some point in time. I know I had a friend in high school who like had a major crush on him and my brother used to do like the high school announcements over like our little television and she used to yeah. make comments all the time. And I was like, no, like that's not a thing. That's not going to happen. But I think it just depends probably on your relationship and on the maturity level at the time of those types of situations because you know as an adult I think it's totally different if your sibling and your friend you have a friend who finds some type of a love connection then possibly at like these ages where you're like oh this could be messy oh yeah college yeah that's definitely messy yeah, this can Especially be messy be the frat boy on campus and one yeah. of the finest walking men on campus period apparently exactly. right exactly so I think although i really was, love their chemistry though yeah that was a lot to consider but i also think that you should be honest if you are doing things like this mm-hmm. like let's not make a pact to keep it from leaking because how long is that really gonna last this all is gonna come to the light eventually right mm-hmm Leeton finds out about Whitney's coach affair and encourages her to move on with one night stand Kanan. I love me some Kanan. But girl, the Chris Convo, Leeton's order was incorrect. She said, Pine, Hemsworth, Evans. I'm not sure if these shows do these lists intentionally to enrage us or if a writer on the show genuinely has bad taste. I'm not saying Pine isn't a great Chris, but he's not in my upper echelons of Chris. That's what I'm saying. This is, goes back to the Ryan conversation. I'm not saying yes. I don't love Ryan Phillippe. No. Ryan Phillippe ain't the number one Ryan. No, Pine not at all. is not the number one Chris. And she said it so sure that she was correct. You're not. It is absolutely, it will forever be Evans one. And whoever gives you number two, you know, whatever. I will even give you Hemsworth. Hemsworth is everything. He's beautiful. He's such, seems like such a great guy off camera as well. Like all these things. But let's let's not. It's always Evans for me though. Let's not play these games, television shows. And to your point, I will let someone say Hemsworth if they want. But yeah, definitely for me, it's always Evans. But yeah, no, he's definitely better than. Pratt Pine is way better. And you see Pratt wasn't even mentioned because if they had put Pratt number one, I'd be like, turn this off. Okay, (laughs) turn this off. Y'all playing too much with this episode. All right, I just had to get that in there. Bella gets picked to join the Catellan. Yay! Or it would be if Ryan had not taken his predatory behavior a step further by essentially dry humping her from behind and attempting more before Bella stopped the situation so freaking gross so gross it was deeply disturbing to me like because she's spending some time with you alone you physically decide to put your junk in her back okay episode eight surprise it's Nico's birthday Leighton is throwing a surprise party including a visit from his girlfriend Maya 
<laughs> who had been studying abroad. Again, this is why you disclose, right? While Kimberly deals with a yes, UTI. Yes, because he wasn't telling nobody. Mm-mm, Kimberly's dealing with a UTI from all the sex she's been having with him. That was another funny um, quote for me. <laughs> it was like, did you not read the vagina manual? <laughs> <laughs> did you see this coming? The girlfriend, not the UTI. I'm not surprised. I, I, I'm not going to say I saw it coming, but I'm not surprised. I'm like, of course he has a girlfriend. You don't look like that and no, and someone not claim you like a uh, man that fine. I imagined had potentially a girlfriend, but at the same time it's college. That's the one thing I'll say about this show too, is I'm like, you know, he may just be out here living his best life. He's cute he's in a frat like again I can see why he wouldn't be tied down but once you see his girlfriend you're like oh makes sense oh makes absolute sense they're gorgeous together um actually I wish I got more scenes with them together just to see what they had going on because you definitely felt the chemistry between him and Kimberly but I'm sweeping I'm making sweeping generalizations He's also a healthy heterosexual man at a prestigious, you know, East Coast college. Maybe he's gearing up for his future life of. He's also rich. That's right. That's something. He's he's setting himself up with having a wife at home and doing whatever the F he wants Mm. on the weekends. Okay. My thing was, he was like, she was going to be studying abroad till January. Like, School year usually starts in like September. So you knew this shit was going to come and hit you in the face eventually. eventually. You just were like, well, let me still get it in as much as I can until then. Yeah, that that was a curve and for me. With they Nico. got it. Yes. In. Oh that was my a, gosh. That was upsetting. Uh, the Coach Dalton secret is out. But when the head coach, Coach Woods, asked Whitney if she knows anything about it, she lies. But is forced to come clean when the bus driver identifies that it's a black player he was messing with the coach decides not to identify Whitney publicly when she comes to her and tells her but by the next day she's been replaced by the hockey coach how'd you feel about this scenario the first time watching it I thought it was wild I was like wow like Whitney thought she was going into a safe space and was going to be protected but in fact that very thing jeopardized her coach's job and or career and you know something this explosive you know someone was gonna get got and I would not have imagined it would have been the whole coaching team but that's where we are I mean I'm not a thousand percent sure that no matter what the coach would not have been let go period. Cause this happened on her watch, mm. but I definitely, if I were Whitney think I would have felt some level of guilt that it was Whitney's actions that were a part of this situation. Now, again, Whitney is 17, 18 years old. I'm assuming 18. Right. And this was very much on coach Dalton being a grown man, taking advantage of the situation and using that power and influence. But I think I would have felt bad that coach Woods also lost her job. Um, And to your point, possibly career, she's a grown adult. So the ramifications 
um, may be severe, um, depending on how the scandal kind of played itself out. Carla, a fellow newbie to the Catellan, shares with Bella her own inappropriate encounter with Ryan. And when Carla asks Bella if anything similar has happened to her, Bella lies. Why? Unfortunately, this is, this is extremely common. I really did appreciate this storyline because it really highlights um, what women go through when they are violated, when their space and body are violated. And it's not even as extreme, quote unquote, as rape, but it still is a violation of your person, right? because you have this man and his unwanted connection to you and your body. And so again, her being so confused about what happened, questioning yourself, like, well, is this bad or is it really that bad? Or why did this happen? You know, Mm -hmm. deciding whether or not you should tell someone. And then when someone tells you the exact same thing happened to them, you either say, yeah, Or you do what she did and lie just because you want to save your, maybe save face, or maybe you're not comfortable with sharing just because you're, you haven't necessarily sorted out what actually happened. Um, And I also thought it was very pivotal that they did it with her being sex positive, right? Like, because there's always this conversation of, well, the young lady shouldn't have been late out late at night. She shouldn't have worn what she had on. She shouldn't have been in rooms that she shouldn't be in. But it's like, no, if we're all adults, my no is no until in mid-stroke, okay? <laughs> like, my no is no, you know, whenever I say it. And you know what I mean? And so I thought- Even mid-stroke, if I say no. Yes. I'm gonna need you to slide back on out. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was just saying so well said though, Delora, I think in, in this case too, this is why Bella came to this university. You have the thing that she has wanted and is working towards for the future of her entire career. And is potentially being jeopardized by a situation that she, to your point, I think is still trying to figure out how she felt. And that was unfortunate because as we see, Carla decides to quit the Catellan. And again, this is prestigious, guys. This is a this is a comedy magazine that goes on to create our SNL stars in the show's universe. You know what I mean? That creates mm-hmm. all these comedians that Bella looks up to and reveres. Um, and I'm sure Carla is the same. But after guilt sets in, both Bella and Carla go to the Women's Center together for help. Episodes 9 and 10, Delora, let's wrap up the series. The coach scandal hit the school paper, as did Coach Dalton's history with another student at a previous school. Now, in this moment, Whitney got really upset. Do you think she was upset by the news because she realized he had a thing for grooming and sleeping with young women, which obviously he did? Or because her feelings were hurt in that moment because she still had feelings for him? What did you gauge from her reaction? Or was it a bit of both? I I believe it's... think it was mainly the first one I think she was upset like oh wow this is his mo and I thought I was special pattern of behavior gross and I fell for it this is gross I hate that I was in this position I I that's 
those are my thoughts. What about you? I, I mean, I think it was possibly a little bit of both. I think, I don't think her feelings for him had died, but I think Whitney is, is very smart and bright and knew that this meant obviously, oh, this is not a one-time thing. Oh, so this is how you, this is how you roll. Um, and that is disturbing. One thing I appreciated about this series, because we see that the Senator, Sherry Shepard drops by after this news kind of really gets out there is that the series always showed a level of parental involvement that felt very real to me when you're a freshman in college, like Mm. you're barely out the house. So yes, when things come up, your parents are absolutely going to be around. They're going to be calling you. They may come to campus. All these things happen. I don't feel like I've necessarily seen that on a lot of other college shows. And I love that about this series. But we also have to remember that her mother had the resources to do that. You know what I mean? To come visit her and things along those lines. But that's what I said. I, they may call. They just, just having a level of involvement. I don't feel like we mm-hmm. always see with like, I'm still going to check up on you. What's going on with you? Like when you're a freshman, you're, you barely just left your parents' house. You probably still coming home for the summer. Oh yeah. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to be around. But in this case, yeah, she went above me. She even left her book tour. Remember she was on a book tour Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she stopped by. I have a question for you, Ashley. What politician do you think Sherry Shepard used as her influence? Obama. It was giving me Obama. It was giving me Kamala. Um, and what else did I think? I, I felt a little Oprah too. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I just love that she had the sauce. Like she was, because it's almost like she was yes. a mini celebrity. And I'm like, there's yes. only, there's very few politicians that people like really that. like. And that yeah. has the sauce. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Bella was advised to take a few weeks off from the Catellan to stay away from Ryan. But again, filling, filling things out, she was unsure how she wanted to handle things. Editor Eric was not very receptive initially to Bella's truth, to say the least, but he does later apologize. And some of the Catellan members confront Ryan and kick him out. But unfortunately, after pushback from others, Bella quits. Again, guys, this is the dream. This is what she came to the university for. Were you disappointed that Bella went through so much? Oh, absolutely. Just because, again, if you're shooting for something, you like to go through it (laughs) uh, through normal channels, right? And at this point, that house and everything the Cotillion stood for has been tainted, right? Level of PTSD associated with um, being there, even with that guy being gone, even. You you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But it did inspire two other female members, Evangeline and another young lady, to quit and want to start their own thing. This is going to be women only. So what I love is that it's like, yeah, this one opportunity may have died for you, but when they don't give you to see the table, you make your own damn table. You know what I'm saying? So I loved that message. Um, Leighton's relationship with Alicia imploded because she wasn't ready to come out and truly be with her publicly. She also outs her brother Nico in this episode to his girl in these last two episodes to his girlfriend after he fails to apologize to Kimberly. Mm-hmm. She also outs herself to Kimberly. <laughs> 
This is the first person that she's told the truth that she is gay. And in this moment, I literally wrote, I said, I hope everyone has a Kimberly because I thought Kimberly was so sweet and so comforting. I'm like, what does she have on this family? (laughs) But no, she, she was definitely lovable. Yes. Kimberly got busted cheating on her econ midterm with a test she took from Nico's frat. Kanan tried to warn her. She took other tests from the frat later to turn in to try to save herself for the disciplinary board, had to plead her case. Thankfully, she was not kicked out, but in the cliffhanger at the end of the season, loses her scholarship. So she has to find an extra $23,000 a semester. Nothing to sneeze about, sis. Give me your final thoughts on season one and your hopes for season two. All right. So my final thoughts for season one, it was such a joy. It was such a fun ride. I'm not going to lie though. Um, There were aspects of it especially in the beginning where I was like, I see Issa D's influence, especially when it comes to the music, mm. um, you know, playing trap music and everything like that. Although it was a little bit more bubble gum, <laughs> but Issa Ray out here putting on for everybody. I know, I know. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I just, I love that it was on HBO and again, giving us a little bit of uh, the Sex in the City vibe just for a new generation. Um, we love a female foursome, don't we? We really do. They're a lot of fun. And this show did not disappoint. What I'm looking forward to for season two is more Willow. Okay. Mm-hmm. I wonder, uh, I want to see Willow dating somebody. Okay. Maybe even, maybe even Layton. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know about that, but okay. Just, I, <laughs> they have very limited interactions, but I I don't know. I'm really sad about the Nico Kimberly thing because I like that idea of, you know, the unassuming girl getting the hot guy. That was a lot of fun because he obviously liked her, you know, yeah. even, even if he didn't want to admit it. Um, and liked I, her for who she was yeah and let's not lie she has an amazing rack she does <laughs> it was very impressive I was like ma'am okay. she really does I like Whitney and Kanan and Whitney visiting the black halls okay <laughs> like I read too that they're hoping to continue to explore and ship the Whitney Kanan relationship so I'm super excited about that yeah, but I just I I just hope Kimberly's okay though, because she's she's the main one that I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't want her to leave. <laughs> and that was a major, major scholarship, but she is an example of someone who leaves home and you know it takes a minute for them to figure themselves out in college, you know, because she she let her environment take control instead of her taking you know taking her life by the horn so to speak it was a big major misstep to have your first semester of freshman year or however long we've gone into this year by midterms right yeah um so it's a hard lesson to learn but my final thoughts on season one are that I so appreciate the realness of the series the cast felt like real girls who weren't glamorized 
But I do hope what we see in season mm-hmm. two and beyond is the maturity that happens throughout the college experience, right? Ooh, and yes. the realities that they'll face as they make that transition into adulthood with, you know, a humorous approach, obviously. And are they going to continue to be roommates? Like, Great question. How are their relationships going to evolve? How are things going to change? Like, I hope we at least get four seasons of this show to really be able to tell that full story. So I'm super excited. Hey, it's Vernika Williams, and I play Willow on the Sex Lives of College Girls. And one thing that I want you all to take away from season one is that um, girls are messy, too. <laughs> Why do y'all think we always have to have it all together, specifically black women? We don't. Okay, we're a mess too, and we're trying to figure this out. So that's what I want everybody to take away is like to give yourself some grace and allow yourself to be a mess, especially while you're in college. That is the time to do it. And again, guys, go back and listen to our in conversation with Willow, aka Renika Williams Renika. out here. Loved her so much. Hidden gems for this week, Delora. What you got? I have two, and these are shows, as you know, Ashley, and our audience. I love a period moment, a period piece, and HBO's The Gilded Age does not disappoint the costumes, the sets. Like, it is, you know, ultimately the drama is, oh my goodness, they didn't invite me to tea but I'm just as wealthy. I'm new money though. Oh my goodness. People are so snobbish. How dare you? And this is like how the women drama bleeds into men's business. And, you know, it's like gossip girl of a different age. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And there's a, a, a black lead in the show that is, you know, self-possessed. She's not, She's her own woman. And I love, love, love that about this show. I'm like, come through Peggy. Also, um, it stars uh, Cynthia Nixon. So if you did not like and just like that, here's another show completely different from Miranda. Like, goodness. Um, There's Louisa Jacobson, who is the lead. She's a beautiful young lady. And, you know, she comes from humble beginnings. Um, you know, her, her father's a sculpture sculptor and her mom is an actor. We, you might've heard of her Meryl Streep. Um, <laughs> we have Christine, I believe it's pronounced Borinsky. Yeah. Uh, good wife, good fight. Yeah. She is, she is serving. She is wanting that Emmy. Okay. And of course, um, Carrie Coon as Bertha. So it is, it's a fun watch. It's a lot of, a lot of tension with not saying a lot, you know, to your point, very waspy (laughs) after the civil war, that's where it takes place. So a lot of, a lot of fun. So the second hidden gem I have it is season three of a show that we both watched and enjoy. And it's a discovery of witches. It is a drama. It's originally a sky show, which is big in Europe, but uh, you can watch it on um, AMC. Uh, that's how I watch it. And 
it's based off a series of books. Uh, the trilogy is called All Souls. It's about a witch and a vampire coming together, falling in love, and fighting against the 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 status quo for all the creatures, so to speak. And so, uh, season three, season one and two are my favorite. However, season three concludes everything and I can't believe it's over but it was a lot of fun so how about you Ashley you have any hidden gems I do thank you so much for that I have three and I'm gonna roll through them uh Dollface on Hulu I had started this currently two season series starring Kat Dennings a while back but I couldn't get into it initially tried again over a weekend and breezed right through also starring Brenda Song Shay Mitchell and Esther Havitsky rounding out the core cast I really enjoyed this really female driven comedy series and I will definitely stick around for a season three if it gets greenlit so that's Dollface on Hulu my second hidden gem I want you back on Amazon Prime 2022 rom-com starring my girl Jenny Slate and Charlie Day joining forces after being dumped to try and get their exes back. It also stars Gina Rodriguez, Manny Jacinto looking fine as usual, and Scott Eastwood. The trailer hooked me and made me smile. And although the film was typical rom-com style, I really enjoyed the cast and it was just a great light watch. I started it. I unfortunately fell asleep to it, but it has nothing to do with the actual content of the show, but it is on my list. I'm excited to watch. And then my final hidden gem was even hidden from me. Needle in a time stack while I was on Amazon Prime. This is um, a 2021. Yeah. yeah, 2021 (laughs) film caught my eye as well. To your point, starring Leslie Odom Jr., Cynthia Erivo, Orlando Bloom and Frida Pinto. This one is more of a sci fi romance set in the future where time travel exists and some people utilize it to change history to their benefit interesting premise another stacked cast i really enjoyed it so those are my three hidden gems for this week i have that on my list as well so i'm glad you said that so i'm gonna check it out and i don't know if you know this but orlando bloom is bay and he yes. was my first first bay for a very long time so yes well this um, was so much fun ashley absolutely thank you so much guys check out again sex lives of college girls on hbo max check out our in conversation yes look yes, forward yes, to yes, seeing yes. you guys next time bye